Okay, well, welcome back to another episode of Thoughts on Walks. It is the new year, 2019. Um, I haven't recorded a walk in uh, about a week. I think the last one I did was uh, actually over a week. So I think the last one was on uh, Christmas Eve. So Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Welcome to 2019, uh, wherever you uh, celebrate the holidays. I hope you celebrated well and had lots of fun and that you're looking to the year ahead. Uh, I know I am. I, uh, I'm not usually a big New Year's guy. Uh, I don't really do resolutions. Or if I do, I usually, if I, I'd start them early. You know, in the, in the past, I've had like weight loss um, or fitness goals and I'd get all excited about them and, and start them like in the middle of December. But, uh, I've seen a lot of people online uh, posting their resolutions and so forth, and I wish them the the best of luck. I know there's a low percentage of folks who stick with them, but uh, I had a great 2018. Um, I know not everybody did, and there's been years where at the end of the year I look back and it's like, well, that wasn't the best of years. But uh, that is not the case this year. Uh, I... L- I rocked 2018. I loved it. Uh, I grew an awful lot, and uh, uh, I got in better shape. I've talked about that before. I'd lost probably 40, between 40 and 50 pounds, um, and I stick right at about 40 to 45 pounds as a kind of a new set weight for me, and it feels great. Um, it's mostly through keto and intermittent fasting, which you hear about everywhere uh, nowadays, but. Uh, Geez, between March and June, I probably lost 40 pounds, and, and I pretty much kept it off. And it seems like a, almost effortless uh, for me, and uh, not completely effort, effortless. If I do long fasts, I, uh, I have uh, difficulty with that. I just haven't disciplined myself to, um, to go too long. I have a, a brother who can do two weeks, and he's, he's kind of an inspiration for me. But uh, I... Uh, I am so looking forward to the uh, the year ahead, and I posted on my my personal Twitter account yesterday, last night I think, that uh, there's a reason the windshield is bigger than the rearview mirror, you know, because we're as much as I love history um, and looking at the past and learning from it, we're we're moving forward into the future, driving ahead and. Uh, I like to, uh, especially if you've had some difficulty in your past, and let's face it, we all have uh, had issues in our past that we need to, uh, we're working on or need to overcome and and, uh, to make the future brighter. And uh, that's kind of why I had said that the windshield needs to be bigger than the rearview mirror because if you keep getting stuck in the past and looking behind, you're not going to have a lot of luck going forward. And that's not an original quote. I don't know if it's a, even a quote. It's just a, a colloquialism or however, whatever that word is. So uh, I hope that you are looking forward to your year ahead and, and have some big goals or dreams, hopes, aspirations, whatever. But uh, uh, you know, what? The uh, it's been over a month now since I've been posting these thoughts and they're a little bit more 
sporadic than they were initially. The weather has not been super cooperative with the walks, but uh, I've also been quite busy with my uh, project, the one that I made the five doors for, the lockers in the basement. Our, uh, that's th- that project is finished. I finished it up the other day, and uh, I'm very happy with it. And uh, th- that's uh, that's something that's something I am working on for 2019. Is I did uh, pick a couple of words to be my watchwords for for my year ahead, and uh, and one of them is I've always struggled with a little bit of perfection issues. And uh, I there was a good book I might have mentioned this earlier in one of the earlier episodes uh, by Tal Ben Shahar, uh, The Pursuit of Perfect. And uh, I've always struggled a bit with that, and uh, and especially when it comes to woodworking personal projects not so much on the professional side but on my personal creative side I've struggled with that a bit so I will I'll do a project and uh, as I'm going through you know I I learn I don't do like production work so it's usually when I make something it's a one-off or at the most two-off thing so it's not like I ever get super good at it Uh, I don't systematize it and it's um uh it's kind of a an exploratory work every time I do it, trying to figure out uh, how to do it the best way possible. Probably the biggest thing I've ever done production-wise was when I did my sleeping porch project. I did six large windows and six small transom windows above it. And even those were not all the same size, so I couldn't really systematize it. But my issue with perfection is when it's done and I show the project to somebody, they, uh, I know they're being polite, they say they like it and so forth, but I think le- they legitimately appreciate the creativity and, and the end result. And, you know, they say, oh my gosh, that's beautiful or what have you. And the first thing I tend to do is point out the flaws in my own work. And um, because I, in my mind, I know that it's not perfect. And that is something I'm trying to work on. And so in that aspect, uh, my word for the year on that is uh, uh, the Japanese term wabi-sabi, and, uh, which means the beauty of imperfection, the, the, uh, the, the, the beauty that comes with age. And uh, I just like that rustic aspect of certain things. And uh, so some things are hard for me to accept like if you spend a few thousand dollars on these beautiful quartz countertops and then they get a stain um, you know some people can call that patina and to me it's a stain but if it's wood or um, say I like I made a, a big farmhouse table and the the top I made out of zinc and zinc develops a natural patina it reacts to uh, you know the acidic value in, in food and and just uh, your you know contact with the body and it just naturally ages and develops this beautiful patina like copper does and um, I can accept that uh, and I appreciate it and I enjoy it but uh, for things like a, a countertop that are you know straight white and now it has a stain on it I that that bugs me no end so I'm really working on trying to appreciate 
that the uh, the patina of something, the the scars of something's life are can add value and add beauty, and not point out the uh, the issues in my own work. So that is something I uh, I want to work hard at developing to the point where I don't have to work hard at it anymore. It's just natural, and and the first thing I point out is not the my own flaws or uh, a lack of perfect crafts, craftsmanship. Um, so that's something that uh, in 2019 I want to really focus on quite a bit. And the other word is also a Japanese word that I've been hashtagging a lot uh, is uh, kintsugi. And kintsugi is um, the, it's a Japanese word. It's made from really two roots. The kin, uh, kan is, means gold. And sugi, T-S-U-G-I, is um, like mending or joinery. And so it really came about, and from what I've studied on it, was uh, in the 15th century, um, a shogun had a favorite bowl, that uh, vessel that he used, and it broke. And so he sent it off to China to have it mended. And the form of mending they would do at the time is they would take these cracked pieces, They'd line them up, and then they would drill small holes on each side of the crack, and then, uh, like stitches, they would stitch it with small metal bands, and it looked like staples. It looks like it was stapled together, and that was how they mended a vessel. And he thought it was uh, it was ugly, and he did not like that the mending, and so he apparently challenged some artisans to uh, figure out a way to make it better and so they came up with this uh, uh, art of mending pottery or lacquerware with um, with uh, like a, an epoxy and then uh, when it was done it was covered with gold so it looks like it has golden veins that run through and mend all the cracks so it's not trying to hide the the, the life that it's had, that it's been broken and repaired. It actually celebrates that it's uh, actually stronger now. It's like a weld. You know, when you weld two pieces of metal together, the weld is actually stronger than the, than the steel itself. Or when I'm woodworking and use a good wood glue, the, the glue joint is much stronger than the wood grain and the wood fibers itself. So if it broke again, it would not break there. And... So that's the craft of Kintsugi. And I, um, as I tend to overthink things, I appreciate more the Kintsugi philosophy of we have all been through struggles and uh, we've all been broken in different ways in life and, and we've mended that life back together and we're stronger for it. And so that is a watchword of mine for for 2019. I think there was even a Hemingway quote that said, uh, life breaks everyone and some people are actually stronger because of it. That's a paraphrase. I'm usually pretty good with quotations, but that's not, I, I've just, I remember seeing that or reading that. And, uh, but I think that's very true. If you can either let life uh, break you and you remain broken, or you can mend those areas of your life and use that to really give your life patina and celebrate that you've not only made it through, but you're stronger because of it. And uh, that's what makes you interesting. And, uh, 
you know, I've had a, gr- a great life. I, uh, I don't have many regrets, and uh, but life has a, has a way of dealing us uh, curveballs sometimes, and and uh, you can either uh, swing at them and strike out, or swing at them and connect. And I can't believe I just used the sports analogy. I'm not a big sports guy, but uh, suffice it to say that uh, Kintsugi is my number one watchword for 2019 and uh, it's uh, twin brother born a little later is Wabi Sabi so those are my two watchwords for the year so I didn't really uh, do anything for to ring in the new year my uh, my wife and I uh, uh, had considered going with my nephew and his wife up to uh, we have a a rink, uh, ice rink here in town called the Healthy Zone. And uh, it was, apparently they do a winter classic hockey game every year and, and uh, where it's played uh, outside. The hockey game is played outside in the stadium. Professional hockey, I should say. And um, in the very first year they did a winter classic, they did it here in Buffalo, in the city. And our little village outside of Buffalo Bought the rink. How's it going? Good, how you doing? doing all right. Nice uh, sunny day for a change, huh? <laughs> Take care. Have a good one. But, sorry if that was a little loud. Our um, little village here bought that rink, or I don't know if they, maybe they got it donated. I'm not sure. Um, but it was a grassroots effort. They moved the rink here, and uh, so now we have this great rink in the village where uh, people can go and do open skate. There's hockey leagues playing there. And uh, I'm not sure if I mentioned it on the last episode. I might, I think I did. But I ice skated for the first time in years. So, um, uh, but anyway, they were supposed to have a, uh, a ball drop up there for New Year, to ring in the New Year. And my wife and I and uh, my nephew and his wife were going to go up there. But uh, uh, we ended up hanging around our house back on, on the sleeping porch, had a nice fire going in the fireplace, and we uh, just sat around enjoying each other's company and ha- had a few drinks with my nephew and his wife. And then um, since the fire was going, um, I didn't leave, but my wife and my daughter did go up to the rink, rang in the new year, and I think they were back at 1210. So they had a good time. They got to enjoy uh a little bit of open skate. My daughter skated for a bit. My wife just watched. And, uh, oh, thank you. And, uh, thank you. Uh, and uh, I was crossing the road there, and I didn't expect the lady to stop, and she came to a dead stop for me to cross. That was nice of her. Um, so I just stayed home and kind of tended to the fire and let that die down until my, my wife and daughter got home. So I had mentioned that the weather hasn't been super cooperative uh, for walks. I, I've also been busy with those projects, and uh, I have a, a little trip coming up uh, out to Seattle with this company I might be doing some work with. And uh, so I've been prepping for that. And uh, so I just haven't been out walking, and I miss it. And it's such a beautiful day. Uh, my wife actually is on a walk, too, with our dogs. Uh, she went in a different direction to take the dogs out to Knox Farm and 
let them get out in nature a little bit and, and then uh, maybe take them to an area where they can be off leash and run around and do what dogs do. But they have been, as soon as she pulled out the harnesses for them to go on a walk, they got super excited and uh, they were so ready to, to get out. They, uh, they're great dogs. They, we can let them out, out of the door uh, at home and they don't, they don't take off anywhere. They pretty much stay in the yard. We, we don't have one of those invisible fences or anything. And it's not fenced in, but they're, they're just very good dogs. Once in a while, they'll chase a squirrel or, or something. And, uh, but it's uh, so funny on, uh, uh, or a deer or something like that. But speaking of which, a quick tangent here. On uh, Christmas Eve, um, my daughter, who is 11, um, was getting ready for to go to bed. She was excited to go to bed. And uh, just as she went upstairs, of course, her, my wife and I were excited for her to go to bed early too and waiting for, the, waiting for Santa to come. And uh, she went upstairs, she laid down, and she was probably just falling asleep when my wife looks out the front door and there are five big deer in our front yard and uh, I had to I had to let her know that uh, there were some deer up there so I run up to, run up to stairs and I'm like sunshine take a look outside see the deer and she caught them just as they like the, the tail end of one just as it went between uh, uh, our neighbor's house and the neighbor to the other side of them so we went to the the back of our house to our little guest room there and you look out the window and and from that aspect you could see that the deer had made it back into the back yard of our neighbor's house and all five of them were there and and they're just getting ready and they, we watched them jump over the fence uh, and back into the little wood line between another neighbor's house but it was so neat she's probably thinking of reindeer and and getting ready for Santa to come and then boom she looks out and she sees these deer. It was kind of a magical moment. It also uh, did snow on Christmas Eve, so we had we did have a white Christmas. We were not anticipating that, and I uh, the weather wasn't really calling for snow, but uh, it came and we had a couple inches of snow. It was a beautiful, beautiful Christmas. So, uh, and then uh, my wife and I did have a couple of little date nights uh, in between the holidays. We went to a, a speakeasy, I think I mentioned before, uh, which is in the basement of uh, the General Riley House behind Elm Street Bakery. And uh, we had a nice time at the speakeasy. And then we went over to a brewery, a uh, craft brewery called 42 North. And uh, we walked in and Led Zeppelin was playing. And I was like, oh, wow, this is a live version I hadn't heard before. And it sounded fantastic. And then I realized it was a band, and so they played a lot of uh, covers of like the, the Who, Led Zeppelin, all sorts of you know kind of classic uh, uh, early '70s classic rock, some late '60s classic rock. Um, yeah, '60s too, because like the Doors they played, and and uh, they were fantastic. I had never heard of them before, and uh, but now I'm looking forward to listening to them again sometime but there was just a lot to do we had a great time through the holiday season 
And, uh, you know, the funny thing is, too, my, my daughter is not a, um, a, you know, get up super early um, Christmas person. She would just kind of wake up naturally. And, well, this year she woke up at 3 o'clock in the morning and she sat next to the Christmas tree waiting for us to get up because she knows that we usually get up early around, you know, 5 or so. And so she just sat on the, the dog bed next to the Christmas tree. And then she started at 5 o'clock. She's like texting us. Might even be 4.30. She's texting us. And um, she's like, are you up? Are you up? Get up. <laughs> get up. And so please get up. And so there was like three or four texts in a row. It was just the cutest thing. And so we had a real nice time. And then, of course, we made phone calls and so forth. Um, one of the things, one of our traditions is uh, in my family growing up, we would go to midnight mass and then we'd come home. And by the time we got home from midnight mass, uh, everybody was hungry. And so my mom and my sisters would make uh, a breakfast for us. And that became a tradition. Um, it was actually a tradition before I was even born. And uh, so it was one of my fondest memories of us having a, a breakfast late night on um, on New Year's Eve, or Christmas Eve. And uh, my parents would go to this one sausage place and get this breakfast sausage. And, and, uh, and I got to do that this year. I got to go to the exact same spot, pick up the same breakfast sausage, and we made, we kind of were, put the diet on hold. Uh, or I guess, I guess the right thing to say is the keto intermittent fasting lifestyle on hold for a few days. And we had these croissant breakfast sandwiches. And, and uh, so the interesting thing is my, my wife's family, their, um, growing up, their ritual was to have a late night picnic dinner on the, on the, sitting on the floor. And so for years we did... Uh, we did a, a late night breakfast, but we had it sitting on the floor. And so it's kind of a combination of a, uh, a few different family rituals. When you blend the f- families together, you blend those rituals together, and it gives them even more meaning for the kids. And uh, my son moved into his own apartment uh, down in San Antonio, and I'm so proud of him for making that move. And uh, he's, um, you know, learning those life skills. Uh, I guess they call it adulting these days. But, uh, you know, understanding the value of money. Working, He works hard for his money. And, and, um, and he does pretty good uh, with his spending. And just to be able to be 21 years old and to be able to afford a very nice apartment. And, uh, you know, getting his life on on track, I think is awesome. I'm so proud of him um, because he he didn't have to do that. He could have been he could have lived with his mom for for a long time. Yes, they're very happy together, uh, very supportive of one another. And uh, uh, but his his when he said he wanted to move out, his mom was really supportive of him. And uh, she's a she's a great gal, and and uh, it's nice that they're close together. And I hope he uh, visits his mom often and I but I also hope he enjoys his freedom and, and uh, grows and and uh, in that aspect as well so uh, 
geez, I thought there was something else that I was going to mention, and I probably went off on a tangent and and, and forget. But uh, I guess that's it. I think I'll probably close up for now. Um, I really appreciate you taking the time to listen. I hope, as I've mentioned before, I hope you get something out of these little thoughts on walks. It's a bit rambling. Uh, I know that's kind of the intention of it. Uh, just me kind of getting some uh, some thoughts out there. And if you get something out of it, awesome. I, I really appreciate that you uh, take the time to listen. And uh, I have seen some some stats come in and the audience, I think, is is building a little bit of folks listening in. Um, I'm not exactly sure what uh, others get out of uh, listening to me just kind of give my thoughts as I'm walking through my little village. But I know when I listen, I've listened to a couple of this style of podcast, and I know for me, it's uh, it satisfies. That I don't know if it's an like I said before, audio voyeurism or something. It's just uh, it really is like a visit with somebody, and you you get to feel like uh, you uh, you get to know them, and and you know as we go through life, we all learn from one another, and that's what makes us so unique. And I don't think we get enough of that these days. I know I don't, and um, maybe you're in the maybe you feel the same way. Maybe you maybe you feel like that this is a a way to uh, learn from from someone, uh, or just a, even if you don't learn anything, you just appreciate what they're going through and that they're sharing it. And if that's what you get from listening in, then uh, I'm all for it. Um, I do have uh, that Instagram account. If you're so inclined, it's just thoughts on walks on in- Instagram, and I do share a few photos as I'm walking around the village. And I see something that interests me, and if I talk about it on the uh, the show, I usually snap a picture and I'll post that on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple of folks who have who have uh, followed that account, and I'll follow back, of course. And if that's not your your thing, but if you have something to share, I'd love a uh, a review on iTunes. Just hit me up there, or you can email me at thoughtsonwalks at gmail.com if you have a question. I'd be uh, happy to interact with you there. So I will close for now. And I hope you have a fantastic day. Uh, I hope the rest of your week is great and that you are excited about uh, 2019 and that you find a way to become your best self this year. And uh, I hope you have a fantastic year. And I look forward to uh, speaking with you on the next episode. Have a great day. Bye.